Welcome to the On-Premise IT Podcast, the only show that dares to be both on topic or on premise, and sometimes even on location or on premises. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of IT experts to discuss a single premise or idea. On today's episode, we're talking about, well, VMware, the relevance of VMware, and basically the fact that VMware should really focus on the core vSphere ESX platform and stop with all the other stuff. Well, I'm not sure if everybody agrees with that, but we are actually all here together at VMware Explore in Las Vegas this week. So um, I thought it would be interesting to do this. Now, admittedly, this is being recorded ahead of time, but trust me, we'll all be together um, very, very soon. So um, before we begin, let's meet who's on the panel today. Hi, uh, Matt Tyre. I uh, run a boutique consultancy group called the Competitive Corner. You can find us at the at uh, www.competitivecorner.ca. Um, I specialize in data protection, disaster recovery, um, cyber resilience uh, topics, and uh, help uh, vendors and other organizations building out their competitive intelligence programs. Hi, uh, I'm Andy Banta. I was at VMware for quite a while. These days, I am just the storage janitor and general nuisance. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andy Banta, and my blog, which I need to get back into these days, is andybanta.substack.com. And I'm Allison Klein. I'm the principal of the Tech Arena. We are a media platform talking all things tech from cloud to edge. And in my spare time, I help brands with their technology strategies and, and bringing technology to the market. You can find me at www.thetecharena.net. And I am Stephen Foskett, organizer of Tech Field Day and publisher of Gestalt IT. Um, I talk about a lot of things. You can find me here on the On-Premise podcast, as well as the Utilizing Tech podcast on Mondays and the weekly news rundown on Wednesdays uh, with Gestalt IT. So uh, one place you can also find me, frankly, a lot of the time uh, for literally, you know, what, 15 years now is uh, VMworld. Um, oops, I'm sorry. I mean, VMware Explore. Um, we, frankly, VMware Explore, <laughs> the artist formerly known as VMworld, it has been the central tech gathering for so many years because VMware was in everything. And VMware was basically the tech platform. It was the data center platform. It was the transformative technology for everything. But uh, frankly, um, over the years, VMware got involved in a lot of things. Uh, VMware has a very excellent storage, uh, a, a bunch of storage technologies. Um, I, I don't want to say storage platform because it's not, you know, it's just, a, it's a bunch of storage technologies. It does storage real good. Uh, VMware has a really great bunch of networking technologies that do networking real good. VMware has a place in uh, VDI and in Edge and in the cloud. And But is that really what VMware should do? And more to the point, is that really what VMware is going to do going forward? Or should VMware just focus on the core platform? Andy? Uh, so VMware for a long time, actually VMworld for a long time and VMware were very agnostic in terms of dealing with uh, various different companies, storage companies, processor companies, networking companies. They were kind of a center point where everybody could join and work together and have common products. In fact, VMworld was one of the great places where competitors would actually work together to make things even better. And 
the the core of all of this was the hypervisor. The hypervisor was the thing that actually pulled the storage vendors, the networking vendors, the processor vendors all together and allowed them to collaborate and come up with platforms with systems that were useful for everyone. Uh, this kind of changed over the years where VMware kept trying to branch out into new things. And instead of actually uh, working with the storage companies, they, they attempted to go be a competitor with the storage companies. Instead of actually working with networking companies, they decided to go off, be a competitor with networking companies. And not only has that kind of hurt the community, but it's, it's branched, it means VMware is kind of spread out into business pieces that, that aren't their core competency, the, the hypervisor, the vSphere, the, the, um, the combination of ESXi and vCenter are really the core pieces of VMware. And those are still things that I think probably bring in the largest amounts of revenue for VMware. I, I have not looked at their financial statements, so that's an opinion. But you look at, you know, are those other ancillary components like, like NSX, like some of the, uh, the networking and that, you know, are you suggesting that they bring those into, uh, you know, kind of that hypervisor itself? So that when you get the hypervisor, you get all of the security, you get all the edge, you get all of that, you know, kind of collapsing what they've got as these different business units down into just the one. Or are you saying that they should shed those uh, just completely and focused on uh, on that core competency? Well, it, um, in response to you, I. It's not necessarily that they should necessarily shed all of it. Um, I mean, with vSAN and NSX, they, they've actually largely integrated those with vSphere, with the core. And to be honest, NSX is a very valuable product. NSX is one of the, again, a very cross-platform product that is able to work on things that are VM-related, uh, physical networking capabilities, and containers as well. So I actually... It, it's it's not to say that NSX is isn't part of their core competency, but uh, I, I see NSX as a partner product along with ESXi and, and vSphere. Uh, in terms of you know, in terms of their efforts to do cloud integration, it's, it's like the hyperscalers have an awful lot of uh, expertise on those topics already, and there's just all sorts of other things that VMware is kind of tried to branch out into they at one time they had an application suite and a mailer and realized that those weren't actually part of their core competencies and abandoned those but i think there are other things that are not part of their core competency and uh just aren't necessarily things that they should be focusing on i'm curious about is the is the gravity of being a hypervisor company enough to keep them vmware viable and are the cloud providers providing the tools and core capabilities that are enough of a you know comp competition to having a VMware hypervisor centric world in the enterprise? You know, are, are there core capabilities with the cloud providers that VMware becomes less important? And I would love the views on on from you guys on this. I, I think that one of the reasons why they keep inventing these new technologies is they're trying to discover their identity in a cloud native world um, and not just become, you know, a, a legacy technology that enterprise continues to use and, you know, kind of just 
go off into obscurity over time. Kind of like a, a utility, if you will, in terms of we're, we'll, we have power, we have, you know, water kind of thing, you, you know, we have hypervisors, you know, is it still relevant which hypervisor I have or which I use? I think, you know, when you look to your point at the, uh, the hyperscalers and what they've been doing, and, you know, you could trace that back to, you know, Microsoft and the de development of, uh, of Hyper-V. Um, you know, there's more choice uh, in terms of the platforms and really the differentiation between, you know, do I use VMware or do I use, you know, one of the cloud native ones? Um, you know, I, don't, I, I think it's become harder and harder. So, you know, kind of coming back to Andy's point and, and you touched on it as well is I kind of see the branch out as them trying to find another, that next point of differentiation. So like, you know, this is why you choose VMware because you also get, you know, XYZ that comes along with that in terms of these other products that they can either cross sell or upsell into uh, into your subscription or however you're consuming it. And there's a, there's a couple real advantages to VMware's hypervisor that makes them very valuable compared to the cloud native uh, hyperscalers and potentially other um, virtualization products that are out there. Uh, they ha they offer the the ability to do vMotion, so you can actually run move a running VM from one place to another, and that actually that capability actually works in between uh, a physical implementation of a VM or uh, you know an on premise on premises uh, VM into the cloud or back out using VMware technology. Uh, VMware also has uh, the ability to do uh, memory over over provisioning and that's another thing that's very difficult to do in lots of other cases and i think one of the biggest places where vmware is going to retain their relevance is not everybody can run or everybody wants to run in a public cloud some people actually want to run their clouds on their own in their own data center and some places actually require that they do that and i think that that's actually a really a key uh, a key point. I mean, first off, I think all of us are agreeing that VMware has amazing, useful technology. Um, <laughs> I think all of us are, are arguing that uh, VMware's core um, uh, offering and core value proposition remains incredibly credible even today, even as things have transitioned into the cloud. Um, I, I guess the question is, is that enough? Is that enough for users? Is that enough for the market? Is that enough for VMware themselves? Um, because essentially, um, you know, playing the devil's advocate here, isn't it good enough to be great? Um, shouldn't you be, you know, shouldn't you be happy being great at a, a thing? Um, VMware fundamentally is a bridge to the past. It allows um, conventional uh, applications that were never designed to be cloudy, that were never designed to be flexible, that were designed to own the server and run on the server, it allows them to run in a much more flexible, uh, much more uh, you know high performant, much more highly available, um, much you know less cost. Uh, all these all these things, the core value proposition for the VMware hypervisor, the VMware product, remain the same. The problem is that the world, and I don't want to say the world has moved past because it really hasn't. I mean, how many cloud native applications are there really? Not that many, especially when you talk about enterprise applications. But increasingly, that's where the world is going. And VMware, as Allison said, I love that that phrase that you said. Um, you know, I, I feel like VMware is trying to find themselves 
in this cloud world? And I'm not sure they have. And, you know, not to put too fine of a point on it, but I'm not sure they have time. Um, you know, that Broadcom is going to take over the company. Broadcom is going to want it to be what, you know, the premise of this episode is. And frankly, uh, that's pretty much all she wrote, right? I think that's why this VMworld Explorer is so interesting to see the tone and tenor of this company and this leadership team. Where is their vision? Where do they want to take this company? You know, are they feeling the same thing that we're feeling about centering in on what they're good at? It doesn't seem like the keynotes um, themes are reflecting that. I think that they're still out there with a much broader vision for the company and the technology innovation that they're driving and the relevance of that technology innovation in this landscape. So I'm really curious to see how they tell a security message, how they tell their edge message, how they tell a story about engaging with the broader ecosystem and what they say about the pending acquisition. I, I think those are interesting as well. I, I did want to touch on something that Stephen said. One of the key things that VMware enables, uh, especially in an on-premises situation, is it allows you to take care, take make use of multi-core processors. And that's one of the things that really didn't exist before VMware. The Before VMware showed up on the scene, typically you had one or two cores per processor. And now when we have 96 cores per processor, there's no application in the world that can take advantage of 96 cores other than VMware. And VMware does this by allowing you to run 96 different VMs on those 96 different cores and be able to have all of those applications run in parallel on a single highly dense core processor. So that's that's one of the things that VMware really has enabled that wouldn't have happened if, it, if VMware didn't have a, a hypervisor that allowed this type of thing. And on that point too, Andy, it's not just the cores either, it's all the other things that are happening in server architecture right now. Um, memory, if you look at CXL, it's going to enable us to have huge piles of memory to go with our huge piles of cores. Uh, on the storage side, we've got amazing, incredible scalability of performance and capacity. I mean, we're talking to AMD as well. They're presenting to Tech Field Day along with uh, VMware. And, um, and, and frankly, those, those machines would be kind of worthless if it wasn't for VMware, um, at least with conventional applications. Absolutely. I mean, the number of cores and the number of, uh, of PCIe lanes that you get on the Genoa and Bergamo processors that are out there now are incredible. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, as you said, just the ability to leverage the actual horsepower that's being produced by uh, some of the, the, the storage and infrastructure vendors out there, you know, would have been impossible to do had you know, a technology like VMware uh, not come around. Uh, but now that there are other vendors that can deliver on that, I mean, we see some of the uh, the storage vendors have introduced their own hypervisors, uh, you know, to leverage their technology and their underpinnings as uh, as efficiently as uh, as they can. Um, you know, and then, you know, what what are we going to? I guess we'll we'll address the elephant in the room. You know that next evolution of the hypervisor is, you know, is that the, is that containers, you know, like we haven't even touched on that yet. So, you know, what I'm interested in what the group uh, has to say about 
you know, how does that shift the, the conversation? You know, do, 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 do we now all of a sudden everybody goes to containers? Uh, I don't agree with that. I think that we're going to see still a time and a place. And I don't think even um, I don't think even the container market really understands where that is going to find its its forever home, you know. And I'll throw in a quick comment on containers. Uh, first off, the VMware became very successful because they weren't an open source project. They they actually had a vision for what they wanted to do and built it. And uh, containers largely are trying to be driven by open source. And while they're becoming valuable through open source, they don't have the single single vision leadership that VMware did to, to get where they were going. Um, that said, the other huge downside of containers is uh, they don't provide uh, uh, application safe runtime environments. They don't, uh, if, if you have an application that crashes and it takes down its VM, you, all you have to do is reboot the VM. If you have a container that crashes its, its runtime environment, it actually takes down the entire container runtime environment on that server. And that's one of the key things that was very valuable about the, the hypervisor concept is the idea that an application cannot go off and hurt the other things that are sharing a processor with it. You know, Andy, you, you made a couple of good points in there. And one that I just wanted to touch on quickly, because, um, you know, I, I think there was a few directions that we could go on that is, you know, everything else that goes along with running kind of the container environment versus VM environment, that resiliency, how it, be, it behaves uh when it's been impacted by by an outage or some downtime you, you know like you said being able to just spin the vms back up or vm v motion them somewhere else where uh where they can continue running in an ha configuration as opposed to containers where you actually have to kind of rebuild everything i remember coming from the backup side of things that was one of actually the big differences too in terms of how you back up those environments how do you protect those those environments whereas you know, if I have to rebuild the whole environment before I can start recovering the actual data, you know, those are all things uh, for sure in terms of the, those core differences, but good, good points. Yeah, and on the container front too, I mean, I, I, frankly, containers can do a lot of the sort of hyper-converged things that we want virtualization to do, but, but only really if you've got good container orchestration and good container-friendly uh, applications. And so, I absolutely think that a um, modern uh, web application running in Kubernetes is just as good as a conventional application running on vSphere, but um, you know, with maybe some technical differences and, and just as scalable and just as capable of using that hardware, but um, not everything. And, um, and that's, I think, one of, the, one of the aspects here is that you know, we still need containers. And one of the areas that we need containers, so as I mentioned, we've got another podcast utilizing Edge, and Allison, you know, you and I have uh, hosted that podcast and and, and discussed um, Edge as well. Edge is like a new brownfield. Edge is like uh, or a gray field. It's it's like the data center before um, before virtualization. And frankly, one of the things that we've said on utilizing Edge is Edge needs virtualization. Edge, Edge needs a hypervisor because there's so many conventional applications, old school applications that that need to be consolidated. And Edge is rapidly adopting hyperconverged infrastructure. Yeah, it's also adopting containers, but not container orchestration, just containers as a way to contain applications and configure applications. So, um, you know, the theme of the keynote for VMware Explorer is uh, something, something Edge. 
do they mean edge? Allison, what do you think? I really hope so. Um, you know, as we've explored edge and talked to different vendors playing in the edge, it's very obvious that the edge and, and you know, the future of distributed computing is going to be a combination of VMs, containers, even I'm going to throw in WebAssembly uh, and microservices for a second, just to say that there's a lot of room for innovation in this space. Um, and I think that VMware absolutely has a role there because the edge is about the enterprise and VMware, if anything, has a wonderful rooting in enterprise IT and, you know, the enterprise IT decision makers that are um, making choices about the software that they're going to utilize. Um, I'd love to hear what their vision is for multi-cloud to multi-edge um, hypervisor control and what they're going to do to innovate. We've talked about how there's challenges with interoperability and, and you know, Andy talked a little bit earlier on vMotion, interoperability across environments. Um, that is going to get more complex with Edge. We've also talked about heterogeneity of um, compute and different um, microprocessor architectures coming into play across these environments. We've seen that Ampere has been amping up, no pun intended, some of their deployments across the cloud. How does that influence somebody like VMware um, to make sure that the core capabilities that they're using in edge environments and cloud environments are going to offer the same differentiation that they've enjoyed um, historically? And I think that that's going to be something that's going to be really interesting to see next week. I think we're all kind of interested in, and I think, you know, in listening to uh, the expected attendance this year, I think a lot of people are very interested in seeing what uh, VMware has to say and what, like you said, what their tone, what's their direction, what's their vision, you know, because uh, this is the, the first VM Explorer post, uh, post all of the Broadcom stuff. So, or, well, that's still continuing. So, you know, seeing, well, are they going to, kind of bring everything together. It doesn't look like it. It looks like they're continuing to explore all of these different branches. And I think uh, that's probably as, as you know, going back to something Allison said uh, quite a while ago, um, you know, part of them still trying to expand and find what is that next, um, you know, that, that, that next space that we can move, move ourselves into and get uh, and be continue to expand those points in terms of the uh, you know revenue and and growth and new markets and in expanding what VMware is uh, you know uh, across all these di different data landscapes right and I, I don't know if it's time to actually bring this up but most of the things that we've been talking about actually have been where VMware's hypervisor and to some extent NSX are, are valuable not where their other offerings have been terribly valuable and this goes back to another discussion that, uh, that Stephen and I had elsewhere at some point where it, it's it's like all the social media pro platforms are trying to be everything to everyone. Uh, you know, Zoom now wants to have chat in it. Uh, um, you know, Facebook and whoever want to try to be the new Twitter or whatever. And it's like, no, stick to your core competency. We we use your product for the particular reason that we we chose it. And we're not interested in using your product for things that we have other products to use for already. Um, so this is uh, this is kind of you know, like the hypervisor and NSX are VMware's key competencies. Uh, just jumping back very quickly on containers, one of the things that makes VMware very valuable 
is they have vCenter, which controls their VMs, and you don't actually have something that nobody has anything as comprehensive as vCenter to maintain containers. Absolutely, and and I think that 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 one of the things that people might look at this and say, man, v, VMware should should focus on vSphere and the hypervisor, and isn't that terrible? No, it's not. That's the thing. You've got a great product. You've got an incredible product. You know, vCenter is amazing. Um, you know, the, the NSX is is actually NSX. I think is the exception to the premise. I think NSX has value, and, and a lot of the other uh, networking things that VMware is doing have value outside of the hypervisor and outside of what we're talking about here. And so I think that VMware, in a way, is kind of a two-product company. It's the networking and the, the hypervisor company. Um, they haven't transitioned into like making a ton of money off the cloud. I, I would include the storage work and some of the networking work as well on the hypervisor side because, because this whole hyperconverged infrastructure concept basically you know, get the most out of your hardware by having your hardware be the whole data center. And, um, and, and that's it, really what VMware has done in storage is basically make storage useful and make storage easy. And, um, and that's with, you know, a lot of the vSAN stuff, but also through, you know, vCenter and everything. It's just, it's just so much more, you know, user friendly. And that's not bad. I love this. I love this product. And like I said, this is, in my opinion, what Broadcom might be wanting from the company anyway. So in a way, I would like to dispel people's, you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and kind of hate mongering about, oh, you know, you know, VMware is going to get, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, I mean, like, it's, it's going to refocus. And um, they've already refocused. I mean, they've already spun off and gotten rid of some of their non-core applications. And, and how is this any different from what uh, Cisco or Microsoft or Intel or any of these other companies have done? They look at their market, they look at their products, and they say, these are the ones we're going to keep. These are the ones that don't have a future. And um, so is it bad? Is it bad for us to say that VMware should focus on vSphere and focus on being uh, the great virtualization company? I just think that if they want to be an innovator, they have the right to be an innovator. And they've proven, to your point, I think we've all said NSX is a great product. It's something that exists outside of their core business, and they've proven it to be something that's market-leading and valuable. Can't they do it again? And, you know, I, I think that, you know, that's the real question on the table is, you know, do they have the opportunity to innovate in a different space? And if they did, what would that space be given everything that we've talked about? I think, uh, see, I think that that's where edge comes into play, you know, is trying to extend out into, you know, the furthest reaches of the data center, you know, be, being the, the edge, uh, the edge layer. And uh, you can see in some of the, um, some of the sessions, uh, some of the keynotes even are, are very much focused on kind of that next extension. And I think, you know, uh, Steve, as you had said, um, you know, the need to be running, you know, these enterprise data center uh, applications, but running them outside of the data center, you know, will will kind of drive that edge compute, edge uh, storage, and edge hypervisor uh, innovation space. So I, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes on the edge side of things myself and uh, want to see what they have planned and in store for for getting out there. But un understandable, yes. And I'm not saying that VMware shouldn't innovate. VMware has been innovating. I just think that, that you know, they, 
the innovations they have done in our hypervisor are some of the most valuable. The idea that you can now virtualize NV memory, the fact that you can now virtualize GPUs, the idea that you there are so many different components of a physical system that you can now virtualize into your VM. These are all very innovative things, and they're very valuable things. And it's like it, I I see the value in innovating more in the, the virtualization, the, the hypervisor side of things. Uh, you know, it's uh, if they can come up with another transformative product like NSX, more power to them. But it's uh, it, it seems right now that you know some of their focuses are scattered elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. It's all about sort of the scattered focus. And so if we go back to VMworld, like transport yourself back to VMworld in 2018 or 2019, and VMware was positioned honestly as the everything company. It was, we got all this and more, you know, we can do this, we can do that. You know, it slices, it dices, just look at that tomato. You know, we're, we're, we're going after the cloud. We're going after the edge. We're going after... Um, you know, vehicles, we're going after security, we're going after everything. And I think that that the company really has refocused and I think it's good to focus. I mean, to Allison's point, yes, it's also good to innovate. And I don't want to see innovation starved off. But like Andy is saying, I mean, innovation happens in the core areas as well. And and as Matt says, you know, I mean, edge is is a great area for this to go. And think about it too. Edge is one of the very few uh, remaining unconquered uh, markets for 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 technology, uh, you know, to to be platformized, I guess. And and there's another aspect too that I love about it, and that's that edge is fundamentally an area that needs hyper you know hyperconvergence, storage expertise, networking expertise. I mean, we've talked about a lot of really amazing edge networking, security expertise. I mean, basically all the things that VMware has are what is needed in the edge. And so it makes a lot of sense. I mean, even like the SD-WAN stuff that you might be kind of like, how does that fit into the data center? Oh, it fits into the edge, that's for sure. And so it's really interesting to see kind of the relevance of all this in, in that one kind of new frontier, new, new continent. Um, before we go, let me get back to the premise. VMware should focus on the hypervisor. VMware should focus on vSphere. And VMware should be the great hypervisor, the great virtualization company. Um, who wants to uh, to go first and uh, kind of sum up your thoughts on that premise? I'll go. I think that VMware should be a deciding voice in how hypervisors fit into a distributed computing landscape and be the friend to enterprise in delivering that. I can't wait to hear what Raghu and the team uh, say next week. And um, I'm really excited, other than the fact that we haven't even discussed this, Stephen, VMware Explorer, a new event, a new city, we will be in Las Vegas in August. It should be interesting. I, I think that we've brought up an awful lot of interesting topics. I think that VMware does have lots of room to innovate on their core products. Uh, I, I think that they aren't going anywhere. They have a, a very valuable product that is probably uh, doing incredibly well. well. We'll hear about how that they're doing now. Uh, and I, I wish VMware no ill will. I just, I, I think that let's, let's pay attention to, to where the money comes from. 
Yeah, I think uh, one of the greatest strengths uh, of the VMware uh, VMware platform was its interoper interoperability. You know, the ability, uh, and we were kind of talking this bo uh, before we started recording. Uh, you know, it brought all the vendors together in this agnostic space where you could, you know, build your environment the way you wanted to with the technologies you wanted to and have a very hybrid uh, heterogeneous environment, but still being able to layer on that platform on top of it. And I think that was uh, a really incredible strength of the platform. But I think I we all agree that uh, that it's a they have powerful tools in in their portfolio, and you know we're all really excited to see what they have uh, in store for us um, in terms of where their their vision takes them. And uh, I'm excited to see what they have to say next week or now in Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's a little confusing, time shifting. Um, but uh, yes, as, as this is uh, aired, uh, we will be in Las Vegas. Uh, we will be experiencing uh, either the heat or maybe not the heat. Apparently, it's supposed to be a cool snap in Vegas. Well, we'll see. Um, and, uh, and we'll let you know. So, so before we go, uh, where can we connect with you? Where can we continue this conversation? If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you want to yell at us, uh, Allison, where should people yell at you? Well, I've covered a lot of the topics that we've talked about today with folks in the industry on my Tech Arena podcast. You can check that out on www.thetecharena.net or anywhere you get your podcasts. And I'm Andy Banta. You can uh, catch up with me mostly on Twitter uh, at Andy Banta. I'm also on LinkedIn and you can check out my re most recent thoughts on at uh, andybanta.substack.com. And uh, Matt Tyre here, you can uh, reach out to me via www.competitivecorner.ca or uh, I'm most often found on Twitter under at Matt's Stylin Hat. And maybe you'll see that hat in Vegas. I can't wait to see that hat in Vegas, man. Uh, I'm going to steal that hat. Uh, this is Stephen Foskett. Uh, as I said, you'll find me at Gestalt IT. You'll find me on most social media networks at S Foskett, including uh, yes, the X, as well as yes, the Mastodon, and yes, the Blue Sky, and yes, the Threads. I'm everywhere you need to be. Uh, also, please do check out all the coverage coming out of uh, VMware Explore this week. We're going to have some tech field day presentations from the VMware NSX and security team. Uh, we've also got AMD presenting, talk about many cores. And um, we are going to be doing some on-site uh, technical interviews as well. So check out Gestalt IT and keep an eye out for that. Also, the Gestalt IT rundown is coming to you live from Las Vegas on premises um, with myself and Mr. Tom Hollingsworth on Wednesday. And um, so everything, everything's coming from, uh, from Las Vegas and we'll see how it goes. If you enjoyed this discussion, please do subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Please give us a rating. Please give us a review. Uh, you'll find us in your favorite podcast platform. And you'll also find us on YouTube at Gestalt IT Video. This podcast is brought to you by GestaltIT.com, your home for IT coverage from across the enterprise. For show notes and more episodes, go to GestaltIT.com slash podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. <laughs>